Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Hey, guys, I'm Corwin J. Millett. Y'all know who y'all listening to, Exit Strategies Radio Show. Yes, in beautiful North Charleston or from beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. So, guys, look, today's episode, we're going to jump right in. Guys, you caught me on the go because your boy has been everywhere trying to spread a good message and a good word, if you will. But today, guys, we're going to kind of bring this thing back and we're going to talk to and talk about property management. Yes, yes. Some of you guys are wondering out there in the fields, um, if you will, trying to figure out, you know, how you can get your property, you know, rented. Maybe you're trying to figure out how you can find a rental in today's age. So I am very honored. And this gentleman and I, we go back a ways, but to introduce you guys to Eric Wethington with New Heights Property Management. Eric, good morning. How are you? Hey, Corwin. It's great to uh, connect with you again and uh, good to see you. And thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, you're quite welcome. Quite welcome. So, Eric, if you could give our listeners like a high level overview of who you are, background, what got you here and all that kind of stuff. Sure, Corwin. So I'm the broker in charge of New Heights Property Management. Our office is in Somerville, South Carolina. I've been in this property management space for over 14 years and, you know, leading a company here in the greater Charleston area local and a national level in the property management industry. Uh, Most recently in 2019, I was the national president of the National Association of Residential Property Managers. So just really been involved at a lot of different levels in this space, in this industry. Enjoy working with the many people that we get to interact with. And certainly Corwin, you and I have spent a lot of time uh, talking about property management issues in Charleston and also here in the state of South Carolina as well. So I'm glad we can connect again and talk more about that today. Awesome. So, you know, Eric, we get a lot of questions. I mean, obviously the market in general, not just in Charleston, but across the country and you having served at national level, you are very familiar with all the hot button issues and all that stuff across, across the country. So, but let's start today from the consumer perspective. What is the number one challenge you're facing in finding a place to rent or the process of renting a home? Yeah, Corwin, I think the number one 
issue right now, of course, is availability and <laughs> in, in finding a place, you know, that's available that doesn't have five other people already lined up with applications, you know, mm-hmm. ready to go. Affordability is right behind there in as the next most important thing because rent prices have just been going through the roof for the last several years. I mean, they're projecting to go up another 10% in 2022. And so it's getting harder and harder for the average person to be able to find a rental property that they can afford, that they can, you know, move into without having to come up with several thousand dollars of move-in fees and upfront expenses and all of that. So it's really tough out there right now for tenants. So as a tenant, what can a tenant do? And when may not be the right word, but I think that's the best word I got for it in the current climate. What can they do to win, you know, in the current climate and find a place that's right and fits them? One thing that makes applications stand out is, you know, move in, be ready to move in right away. Be ready to start paying rent quickly. If you're not moving, like for our area in Charleston here, for example, if you're not moving here for 60 days and you're thinking you're going to look for a rental and somebody's going to hold a property for you for 30 or 45 days, that's probably just not going to happen. They're looking for someone who's going to be ready to start paying rent, you know, in the next five to seven days, typically. So be ready to move in or be at least be ready to start paying rent, you know, pretty quickly. If your application is approved, you know, have a strong financial backing, be able to demonstrate your income. And most management companies, at least in our area, require three times the amount of rent in verifiable income. And so be able to have that documented. And then if you find a property and you see it and you like it, get your application in quickly because they're renting fast. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So let's flip this over because I'm probably going to ask you a few questions here and kind of go back and forth because, you know, consumers oftentimes, I say this thing, Eric, that consumers lag behind. Whatever they're reading in the news is already underway. Most times it's almost over. So they usually never on the cusp of the hot, hot item or whatever it is. So, you know, the market, as far as sales, as well as rentals, you know, prices have skyrocketed. I don't know if you was at the residential market update or not. And we've talked about that, you know, fairly extensively on the show that rental rates and not this is across the country, but also definitely within our defined market in the Charleston area have also increased significantly. So let's talk about what this looks like for a homeowner. Maybe someone is an investor or maybe they have a home they're going to relocate and they are looking to or need to place it up for rent because they're planning on coming back. I see this often enough. What does that look like for that owner? What is that process? Well, I mean, you know, certainly this is a great time to uh, decide to be in the rental business if you've got a property already. And, and you decide you want to rent it out, um, it's, it's a little more difficult if you're trying to find something to buy and put it down as a rental, because obviously the, the sale prices have increased so significantly. It's a little harder to get the cap rates and the, the ROI investors want. But the big thing is deciding that it's going to be a rental, first of all, understanding that a rental property is not a home. It's not your home anymore. If you were living in it, it's a business. Being Owning a rental property is being in business. And there are some things you might you know, consider doing to that property before you put it on the rental market. Maybe it needs some fresh paint. Maybe you, know, you need to change out the carpets for luxury vinyl tile or some other long wearing, long life hardwood surface flooring product. Don't get caught up about the flower beds and you know, some of those things outside that you might've put a lot of work into if you lived in that property and you're gonna turn it into a rental because tenants may not be as interested in those flowers as you are. 
um, as a property owner. But then the other thing is a fence. You know, 65% now of renters have a pet. That number increased pretty significantly over the last couple of years with the pandemic. And so a fenced yard for a single family rental property is a big deal. So if you've got a fence or if you need to fix up a fence or put in a fence, that's something that definitely you can see a return on if you can provide a fence. So that, and then of course, you know, I'm always going to say, look for a professional property management company to help you along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. We have seen this consistently over the years where someone who's been managing their own rental property comes to us or comes to another professional property management company and says, I'm tired of dealing with the hassle of dealing with tenants and dealing with broken water pipe in the middle of the night and, and all of these things. And as a professional property manager, we can come in and take over that property and save them money on repairs. And in most cases, see rent increases over the next 12 to 18 months. And they're actually making more money. They're putting more money in their pocket at the end of the year by hiring a professional property manager than they were when they were managing it themselves. And so the last thing I would say to any investor is, you know, seek out professional property management. So one of the things that you said in there that I imagine that you guys see a lot of is that people are under renting, you know, they're managing their own properties, you know, whatever number they started at with whatever tenant, that tenant's there five or 10 years later, you know, the rent hasn't increased much, if at all which means they're missing out on that opportunity. And sometimes to be frank about it, Eric, I mean, you and I know this, there's a bigger thing at play, you know, that may be their way of helping someone, but at the same time, you know, they may not be keeping the property up and you guys, you also touched on that as well. So for someone, you said a broken water pipe, um, in the middle of the night, what are some of the pain points that you hear from investors or owners of property they just don't want to have to deal with anymore when they're looking to turn it over to you as far as a property management company? Well, Corwin, there's a couple of things. And sadly, there's some folks that have a tendency to try to take advantage of other people. And so they'll tell a story this month about why they can't make their rent payment on time. And then next Uh month, they have another story. And the Uh third month, there's another story. And before you know it, five, six months have gone by and the owner hasn't collected rent. Uh And they think they're being kind or they're, you know, they're trying to help somebody who needs help. But when you pull back the covers, the truth hasn't been in the stories that are being told. And people can just get uh, frustrated by that. And they can end up losing a lot of money because Mm -hmm. they think they're trying to help somebody, but they're really not. The other thing is it's tough right now to find appliances. It's tough to find repair people. It's Mm -hmm. tough to, uh, to get things done. And professional property managers have typically a pretty long list of trusted vendors that they can use to get materials, to get supplies, to get parts to get people out there to make repairs because the number one reason why a tenant leaves a rental property is because they're dissatisfied with the maintenance experience. And so if the professional property manager, if the investor owner understands that their number one job while that tenant is in place is to provide them a great experience when they call and there's a problem at the property, Mm -hmm. then that tenant will typically stay in that rental and pay their rent on time and pay it consistently. You know, that's the focus of a professional property management company is to focus on that those maintenance uh, repairs, focus on that maintenance experience, get things fixed quickly so that the tenant will be happy and stay in their property. And, you know, professional property manager has a team to deal with those things, a team to take those calls at midnight, you know, and when there's a problem going on and they just have systems and processes and they can just plow right through those things. Whereas a typical owner who maybe just owns one rental property they get a call in the middle of the night. They might not even hear the phone ring. 
you know, they get woken up in the middle of the night and okay, okay. what do I do? And, and what yep. do I need to do now? And they're stuck at midnight trying to figure out who to call and what next steps to take. You know, I tell this story sometimes, you know, I had a situation one time in managing or overseeing a property that a ceiling caved in in the middle of the night. It was like maybe somewhere between two or four o'clock in the morning. What had happened is the duct work had been sweating for a while and the duct work, the moisture built up. And then in turn, it caused the ceiling to sag, which the tenant didn't report. And then it just fell through. Thank goodness nobody was there. No, You know, it just fell straight on the on whatever part of the living room, but it caved in completely. So, you know, then you got to go back in and do all that work. But that was a call that the owner didn't have to take. You know, the owner didn't have to take that call in the middle of the night in order to, you know, get it all together, so to speak, and, and figure out what to do. Now, granted, that was a full day of back and forth, getting, you know, people over and all that stuff, but case in point. Now, we're off of COVID technically, and, you know, we're back quote unquote, on the back end of the programs and all of this stuff, there's still money out here that's available to help tenants. So one, I want to kind of obviously touch that, but I yes. also want to get to the restrictions just, okay, what does that mean now that the restrictions are have been lifted from eviction action, mm-hmm. you know, should a tenant not pay or otherwise be in default? So what are you seeing with that? Well, let me say this. And I think all of us that were involved in the property management business and real estate business in in March of 2020, you know, we're pretty scared, didn't know what was going to happen. And when when everything shut down and then all of a sudden they stopped lending money, they stopped evictions, they stopped everything. We were really worried about the future. We're really worried about our owners. We were certainly worried about our tenants and how we could take care of them best and help them through these difficult times. But, you know, I'll say that while there was a lot more work that went into 2020 of the normal property management functions, I know for our company and property managers all over the country, working with tenants, treating tenants like people, reaching out to them, having those difficult conversations. Okay, you can't pay your rent today. When can you pay? Or how much can you pay on Friday? And how much could you pay next week? And just working with people and helping them through those difficult times really paid off in the long run. And so by the end of the year, in our case, you know, 98.7% of all rents had been collected. Because we treated people like people and just worked with them. Now that we're through the moratoriums and we're still still trying to keep that focus and that remembering that we're still people serving people. We're still taking care of people. It's having a place to live is important for everybody. So when there's opportunities to work with people and help them, we try to do that. In the same token, we have an obligation to our client, to the owner of that property, to collect rent. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that the property is being taken care of mm-hmm. and to go through the steps. It's never a fun day as a property manager when you have to evict somebody from their home. Mm-hmm. That should never be a happy moment for a property mm-hmm. manager. But sometimes we have to take that step if there's just no other course of action that can be taken in order to collect the payments that are due to that property owner. Mm-hmm. Because the property owner is a real person too. And I think sometimes. You know, sometimes we lost focus of that and some of the rules and laws that were put into place. You know, the property owner is a real person, too, that has a mortgage payment and a tax bill due and they have to pay their insurance agent every month. And they're relying on that rent payment to make those payments. And so we've got to treat people the way they want to be treated and we've got to take care of them as best we can and yet work through the systems that are in play. So that's definitely real right there. You know, people oftentimes forget that it's impressive to me how. Sometimes people feel 
that let's say that I'm renting this place or whatever, and that, you know, there's just this assumption that the owner of that home or property does not have a mortgage, they're wealthy, they're well off and all those kind of things, and they don't need the money or, or what have you. And while we can understand that mindset and mentality, that is not the case. Like you said, the owner has bills too. Corwin, you know, they, we see a lot of headlines about all these billions of dollars that are pouring into single family rentals. And we hear companies like Invitation Homes and American Homes for Rent and Wall Street is getting into the rental business. The facts are this, institutional investors, and we lump all those people into this term institutional investors. They own less than 2% of all the single family residential real estate in our country. Wow. They own less than 2% of all the rental properties in our country that are single family, you know, detached rentals, not the multifamily side. They own a lot more of that, but -hmm. on the single family side, very small percentage, the majority, the vast majority of your single family rental properties are owned by the mom and pop investors, the people Mm -hmm. that own one home. They Mm -hmm. own one home. They own maybe two or three rental properties. Mm -hmm. They bought those rental properties so that they could maybe put their kids through college Mm -hmm. or maybe as an additional retirement savings vehicle. Mm -hmm. And that's all they own. So they're just normal people like most of the rest of us. And they're not sitting on, you know, millions of dollars in cash that they can just say, oh, sure, live in my house for the next six months without paying rent. That just Mm -hmm. doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. And again, we missed that. You're right. That's a perfect example. And that's good to know, you know, the statistic on that as far as the number of people, if you will, who actually are just mom and pop. And some of those people move from house to house. So let's say they bought the first house, townhouse, a condo or something. That's where they started out. And then they saved up, bought another house and turned that one into a rental and accumulating properties as they went forward. I, I know military folks that, you know, every time they get stationed somewhere, they buy another house and they have rentals all around the country because obviously their intention is when they retire, they'll either sell off everything and buy something or they'll keep those properties as investment properties to help subsidize their income through quote unquote retirement. Corwin, that's a great point. Those military folks, we appreciate their service to our country and appreciate what they do. And they use these rental properties as long-term future investments Mm -hmm. for them. And we talk about this with our team on a regular basis because, of course, as you know, Charlton is a big uh, military community. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our job as a property manager, we're here to take care of their investment so that they can be taking care of, you know, keeping our country safe. And we appreciate Mm -hmm. them. And that's a great example. Those are your owners of rental properties. People Mm -hmm. look like that. Exactly. And, you know, again, it's impressive to me, but I mean, we understand it, but it's still to this day, still impressive to me how closed minded we are in that thought process and not understanding this, this particular thing. You know, oftentimes we look at wealth, we assimilate wealth and greed to be the same thing when it's not, you know, the creation and the building of wealth. You know, our show here is about real estate education and financial literacy. We talk about legacy and all those things. And Legacy is wealth. I mean, that's how you grow, you build a foundation, and you further build on that foundation generation by generation, you know, quote unquote, as your legacy. So that is very, very, very important. So, Eric, look, we've been going a while, man. Look, tell our listeners where they can reach you and get in contact with you at. Sure. They can reach our our local office, New Heights Property Management, here. Uh, My email address is ericw at newheightspm.com. So Eric W at newheightspm.com. That's a great 
way to reach out or they can call our office 843-212-4629 who can help them with their real estate or property management needs. We don't sell real estate. We just do property management. Corwin sells real estate and does a great job of doing that. We want to make sure you go to go to him for those needs, but we just uh, manage properties uh, all over the Metro Charleston area. So reach out to us if we can be of help. Also, we have a website, newheightspm.com. Corwin, we have a lot of videos and information that we provide to owners on our website. They're just looking for information about how they would deal with their own rental properties. Good. That is awesome. You know, people don't understand that. And one thing that also, you know, for our listeners, the rules vary by state. You know, that's one thing that, so for example, in states up north, how the eviction process is. And Eric, I, I know you've heard this sentiment probably here or there over your years, but I've had property owners people that own property and, you know, clients and what have you, and they have a tenant that may not pay on time or whatever, or may not pay. And they threaten to go put the stuff on the street. You can't just go put the stuff on the street. There's a process, you know, I I remember having a talk in a client, a particular client off the ledge several times because he was like, well, look, I'm just going over there and change the laws. Like, no, you can't do that. That eviction process in other states is in some states is far worse than it is here in our state. But kind of tell our listeners, if you are under eviction, if you will, what does that look like and what things do they may be able to do to get themselves back on track? Uh, from a tenant's perspective or from an owner's perspective, Corwin? Well, let's let's do tenant's perspective first. Well, from a tenant's perspective, again, a good property manager is, is only going to file eviction if that's the last possible thing that mm-hmm. they can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to talk to you. They're going to reach out to you. They're going to try to get you to pay your rent on time. And Follow the terms of your lease. I mean, that's what the lease is for. It's it's the document that dictates the relationship of between the tenant and the landlord or the property manager. So eviction is never the first option. It's always the last option for a good property manager or good mm-hmm. landlord. But it, it is the law of the land. It is the step. If a tenant is just not willing to pay their rent and not willing to, to fulfill the terms and their obligations under the lease, then you're going to file an eviction. So mm-hmm. the tenant would be notified of that filing they would have an opportunity to respond. If they want a, a show cause hearing, they could request a show cause hearing and go before a magistrate and give their reason why they're not paying their rent or they're not fulfilling their obligations under the lease, and then let the magistrate make a decision about what that is. But typically speaking, 30 to 45 days is your timeline mm-hmm. in terms of working through that process. Sometimes you know it's better for a tenant, if they can, to just move out if an eviction has been filed so that it doesn't go on their record and they can get out if they can do that. But that's kind of the process for how we have it here in in South Carolina. So, you know, one of the things in that and for our listeners, guys, look, you know, Eric just said something there that's profound. If you're not going to be able to figure out how to get it done and get yourself back on track and people have made efforts to work with you, then maybe that is what you need to do. But there's also help available. So, our state, you know, federally, monies were made available to help people with rental assistance. If you're unable to pay your rent, you know, you find yourself behind on utilities and you're trying to get all those things together. There is help out here. So, Eric, I know you know a bunch of places where people can get help, but if you could give our listeners one place where they can turn to to get help for paying back rent and things of that nature if needed. Yeah, the program in our state state specifically is it was kind of directed down to the county level. So uh-huh. it's really going to depend on which county you live in. So I would encourage you if you know need that help as a tenant, go to your county government website, go to berkeleycounty.gov or Charleston County or Dorchester County or 
whichever county you actually live in, start Uh there first. And then they will have a list of resources or direct places that you can go to in that county to get help for your rent. Some of our counties are still offering rent help programs. Some are renewing, you know, the funding for some of those programs still. So go to your county government site to find that out. Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Look, we've guys, we've had a great show today. We've got some very useful information out here to you. Eric, one more time, where can our listeners get in contact with you? The best way to reach us is look at our website, New Heights Property Management. NewHeightsPM.com is the website, NewHeightsPM.com. You can message us there. You can see our phone number and call us. A lot of great information there for us. And Corwin, it's been great to, uh, to connect with you again and great to spend some time with you here today. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Eric. So for our listeners, guys, please, if you need help, please make sure that you reach out to Eric and his team. Reach out to our show. We'll get you connected because there's plenty of resources available to help you to remain where you are. Now, granted, our business is to move people, but nonetheless, if you need help staying where you are, maybe you're facing foreclosure, maybe you're facing eviction, there are resources that are available to help you remain in place. And we can help you by getting you connected to the right service, to the right place. So guys, we've had an amazing show. As we always say, we love you. We love you. We love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.